Welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast with Ashlyn Cubison and Lindsay Young. And friend, we are really excited because it's that time of year. It's time to start to wrap up your current year and you need to start planning for the new year if you haven't already. Now I know holidays are right around the corner and chances are your season is super busy, but blocking out a couple of hours on your calendar and planning for the new year and setting goals is going to make next year so much smoother. So today, Lindsay and I are just going to share some of the things that we do to prepare for the new year. And mine is probably a little more simple than Lindsay's. And that's why I'm so excited because she's so organized and so on top of it that I want to hear all the things she does. You're so funny. Um, I love talking about this. And I know my <clears throat> my kind of beginning of the year planning isn't as in-depth as other people. So I think this will be fun to talk about. Um, something that one of my business coaches mentioned months ago that kind of like jarred me was a reminder of if you are launching a program in Q1, you need to be planning that by the beginning of Q4. So this was a couple months ago. She kind of sent out a message that was like, hey, now's the time for start planning to start planning for Q1, which I thought was such a good reminder. So if you are in this place where you have not planned for Q1, that's okay. But make a note to remember to do that next year and give yourself some grace so that if you, as you get into this planning process, if you end up really kicking things off in Q2. That's okay. Um, so a couple of things that I do in December every year is I meet with my accountant to go over year-end tax planning, which I think is important. And we had that, that episode with Jessica where we talked about year-end tax planning. Um, and I just try to get all of my books in order. So I make sure my accounts are reconciled. I pay off any bills that I have. Normally, I you know do all my business books and pay off credit cards and stuff like that at the beginning of the month. But in December, there's just something about really like neat and tidy, like just wrapping everything up. So I go and pay off everything at the end of December so that all of my books, both personal and business, are just like put in that box for the year. Um, and then while I'm doing that, like while I'm in QuickBooks and I'm looking at all that stuff, I just take inventory of, and none of this should be a surprise because I should be looking at it monthly, but I just take inventory of where I spent the most. Like, do I have any subscription services of things that I don't really need that I kept thinking all year long? Like I was going to get to that. I um, need to do that. Just got to jump in there. Cause I'm like, I know there's a few things that I have. I have not used. I had such great intentions for it. And I thought like, this is amazing. I'm going to totally use the service and I'm not. So I'm going to take that tip right now and I'm going to remember it and make sure I go cancel some stuff. Oh, for sure. I have a couple off the top of my head too, that I had the best of intentions all year long. And I'm like, okay, if it's been 12 months and I still have not utilized this service, it's probably time to let it go. Um, so yeah, so just money leaks like that, things that I need to plug. And then I also look at where I made money because sometimes you forget, I mean, like really by the end, by December, sometimes I forget about a launch I had earlier in the year or something I tried at some point during the year that was a revenue stream. Um, so I think it's just good to kind of review all of that. And then I like to make, I mean, I like lists, but <laughs> I like to make a list of just all the things that I spent that I invested in for my business, whether that was money or energy. So coaching programs, retreats, um, ways that I collected new clients, whether that was speaking events or podcasts that I pursued being on, time spent on social media, um, virtual assistant, paid ads, webinars, courses, coaching, like just a big list of 
all the things that I invested in in my business that year. And then I compare that to where I actually made money in my business. And a couple years ago, this was actually where I realized the power of in-person speaking events because when I actually looked at my email list growth and the number of clients that I had that I had received that year and where they had come from, I realized how many of those people were directly tied to events that I did in person. So I was like, okay, wow, like those things are really worth my time because when I took time to evaluate, I see the direct payoff for that. Um, And I'm sure you're familiar with the Pareto principle, which is also known as the 80-20 rule that suggests that 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. So getting really clear on what the activities are that gave you your results, help you realize where to focus your efforts on next year, and then, you know, what you can let go of. Um, And then my my absolute favorite year-end activity, I say for the very end of the year, and I do this between the week of Christmas and New Year. And um, every year my husband buys for Christmas, he gives me a Cultivate What Matters yearly goal planner. And it's a goal planner that I use every single day for the entire year. And it's so awesome. Um, and even though I ask for it, and I know I'm getting it. He's the one that like picks out the color because they come in like different colors or patterns. So it is he still. He better never forget to give you this. <laughs> oh, I mean, I send a reminder. <laughs> um, so I send him the link every year, but it's, it is still kind of fun when I open it up and I'm like, oh, he picked out this color for me. Um, so that week between Christmas and New Year's, I try to carve out some time and really just like reflect and decompress. You know, there's not a lot going on. Like kids aren't in school and Um, So I go, I try to go for a lot of long walks and I really just spend a lot of time in this planner because the first like at least 50 pages or so are all exercises of reflection of the previous year and then setting goals for the new year. And it's just helpful that it's like all laid out and I'm not having to completely just wing it and come up with things on my own. Um, And it's not just for business, but this this planner helps you to evaluate eight different areas in your life. So health, friends, finances, spiritual growth, marriage, family, business, and then recreation or fun. Um, so, you know, some of the exercises include, you know, kind of reassessing like, okay, who am I? How do I feel about my goals? What do I want to be known for? What are the things that fire me up? And it's so interesting. I was going through my planner in preparation for this episode and reading some of the things I wrote almost a year ago. And I wanted to ask that. Do you go through it at all, like during the quarters or anything? Yes. So there are built in reflection points every, well, every month and then every quarter. So every quarter you like go back through all the goals that you set. And then of course, like tweak things and change them because it's okay if your goals change. Um, So it is, it's, and it's nice that it's all built in, like the prompts are there. So you're not having to remember that on your own. Um, So, and as I was looking through last year, like people I was grateful for, Ashlyn was in there a bunch, Uh, you know, challenges I faced, lessons learned, and it's just a really great opportunity to like fully review the year in so many different areas and then come up with um, one of my favorite exercises is like a yes and no list for the new year, which is like where I'll spend time and where I won't spend my time, which is really helpful. And then lots of places for just like messy brain dumping. And then... They, this planner guides you through setting your big goals for the year in all of those different areas and then picking your word for the year if that's something that you want to do. 
Did you pick a word last year? I'm being nosy now. I did. I know your word. <laughs> it was commitment. Oh, oh and goodness. Is, you're already so good at commitment. Well, I was thinking how I was talking with a girlfriend last night. Her word of the year was growth and she unexpectedly got pregnant. And so we were <laughs> laughing about how like literally she grew a human and maybe she should be more careful about the word that she chooses. <laughs> Um, That's funny. I was thinking how my word for last year was commitment. And at the moment, I feel kind of overcommitted. And so I think in some ways, like I committed to a, like, I, I committed to a lot of things. Yeah. You really (laughs) went to town with it. I could see that. So maybe I should have been more clear. (laughs) So maybe it needs to be like three words. Yeah. Like a phrase. Yes. There you go. (laughs) Um, but the year I chose brave for my word of the year, um, was like hands down like the scariest year of my life like where so many things happened where I truly had to be brave and I was like well that was also a good lesson like don't (laughs) don't choose your word to be brave unless you really want to have a lot of hard things um thrown your way thrown your way that you have to be brave for so be careful with that word of the year (laughs) um so and then kind of going into the year of course I've got those big picture goals but then um, I create specific action steps for Q1 which each, with each of those goals, which I think is helpful. And then every quarter, I'll go back and revisit those big goals, assess my progress, see what needs to be changed or added. And then um, something else that was really helpful for this last year for me is that I looked at all four quarters at a glance and I kind of... Um, they, they, I feel like I'm talking about a person, the journal asks you to spread out some of your action steps throughout the year. So, you know, like one of my goals was, um, a solo trip with my husband over the summer. Like we hadn't done that in a while. We wanted to go on a trip, just the two of us. So even though I was thinking about it in December and we knew we weren't going to go until June, then I made a note like, okay, well, I need to start researching in March and April. So it just helped us spread things out. So I'm so like I am susceptible to brain overload and feeling like I have all these ideas for the year and I need to do everything at once. So being able to write in during certain months like, okay, even though this is on my mind now, I will wait and I will revisit this and work on it at this point. So another one of my goals last year is, you know, I was like, okay, it's now been two years since our move. I really need to like get a primary care physician and, you know, start, I wanted to start getting back into chiropractic care and acupuncture. And so, but I spread that out. Like I got a physical in March. I started with a chiropractor in May. I started acupuncture in October. So I think sometimes when we jump into January, we feel so ambitious and we can get burnt out really quickly. So for me, it was really helpful uh, to look at the entire year and then kind of see how, yes, I have these goals, but it's okay if they're intentionally spread out. And I've totally done it before where I've started like the new year off so stressed, like with all this pressure on myself and just trying to get it all done because I set these ambitious goals, which are great to do, but I definitely learned over the years to spread out the goals and spread out your action steps because I have experienced burnout. Yeah. And I think it's good to seize that. I always talk about this, like seize the newness of January. Like it's, it, there is like this energy boost that comes from it. And I think it's good to capitalize on that, but you would want to do it in a smart way so that like, so, so you don't burn yourself out. Yeah. So you can have it carry you through longer too. Cause then if you can just ride that excitement, you can keep your motivation up much longer versus crashing and burning. Agreed. Agreed. So again, that is the cultivate what matters yearly goal planner.
and I have no like affiliate link to offer you or anything, but I talk about it all the time. So I feel like I need a message that would be like, Hey, you're missing out on a good opportunity here. (laughs) I've had a lot of my clients have purchased it and love it. So it's just, it's a great resource. So if that sounds like it's up your alley, definitely recommend checking it out. But okay, let's, let's hear about your goal planning, Ashlyn. So my planning definitely has changed a lot over the last few years. I used to be much more write everything down, plan everything out. I felt like that was the only way I could get things done and the only way that I could achieve things, which it worked really well for me for a long time. But there were times where I was so committed to those goals that I wasn't listening to myself, my body, or to God. I was just, nope, this is what's on paper. If I don't do this, I'm a failure and I just need to keep going at it. And I really learned that a lot of that changed, um, especially the last couple of years. So mine is a little bit more simple these days and I'm going to be even more simple this year. And it's a little scary for me because I don't like that. I'm like a total productivity nerd. I really love hearing other people plan. And even just listening to Lindsay's right now, I feel so inspired and I'm like, yeah, let me list everything. But I know that that's not where I'm being called to to right now. So one thing that I always do and that I'm still going to do this year is did I accomplish my main goals? If I did, how did I do that? And I list out exactly what helped me reach those main goals. Sometimes it's things that I didn't even realize helped me get there, but that really played an important role, whether it was like being a guest on a podcast or a speaking interview, just things where you can look at your, you know, your sales or whatever during the year and you can see a huge spike. And then I want to make sure that I list out those action steps because I know that if that's another goal that I have next year, especially if it's a financial goal, then I want to make sure I plug those action steps in for the next year. And if I didn't reach my goal, I asked myself, why did I spend too much time spinning my wheels on something? Did I delay a launch like by months because I was going for perfectionism instead of just getting it out there? So did I miss deadlines or was the goal just too unrealistic and I have done this in the past before where looking at you know sales or something and looking at my income and just being like I'm gonna just triple it this year and it's just not realistic and that's okay it's good to have ambitious goals but it's also important to reevaluate those and then do better the next year on setting more obtainable goals and were there things that were outside of my control? So sometimes there's variables that I can't control, especially owning multiple businesses, where this year really my attention for any type of business was really called in other places. And I was kind of called to come alongside my husband and help him more with his goals. And it's totally okay. And I feel good about it. And I felt like for our marriage and for our family that that was the right decision for me to do. And then I also look if I changed any of my yearly, quarterly, or monthly goals because I want to know why did I change them? Did I change them because of fear? Because I have done that before in the past. Or did I do it because I just really needed to change it and I wasn't feeling called in that direction? So like I said, I really struggled with the idea of changing goals in the past. Like I really felt like that was going to make me a failure. And if I put my word to it, I had to stick to my word. And if I didn't achieve it, I wasn't working hard enough. But God has completely changed my view on this in the past couple of years. And now whenever I'm writing or reviewing my goals, I try to remember uh, Proverbs 16 
9, which says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Because if I'm unmovable on my goals, then I'm really not leaving any room for the Lord to direct my steps. And that is what I had done for so many years. It's like I had these goals. I felt like it was concrete. I had to do it. But then if I got like this call to do something else, I was like, no, no, no you got to go away because I have to stick to my goals. And so I'm just really learning to trust more because trust is something I struggle with so much. And it's something that God keeps asking of me. So I know it's an area that I really need to grow in. And my goals this year, guys, they have changed so much. Lindsay knows this. Like Lindsay has been on this journey with me. I'm surprised she's still my friend because I feel like I've been really like just on a yo-yo this past year and but it all had to do with God really wanting to change my heart and to have me be more obedient to what he was calling me to and to trust him and that he knows what's best for me so I just wanted to add this in there because I know this isn't necessarily goal planning or end of the year planning but if you have had a year similar to mine which I feel like the last couple years more people have had this we've kind of been focusing in more on where are we really supposed to put our attention and our time to just know that it's okay if you change stuff it is okay if you needed to make shifts um as long as you're not doing it for the wrong reasons I guess which really only you can tell you know you'll need to pray or journal or figure that out but after I figure out which goals I've accomplished or which I didn't I then write down which ones bring me the most joy and I used to not do this um I really didn't care. All I cared was like, hey, check that box. I hit my goals. Good job. Pat on the back. But now I really want to make sure that I'm getting joy in my life. There's certain things that I do right now that don't bring a ton of results to my life, but they make me really happy. And I really feel that I need to bring that. I don't know, like I need to weigh that out. I need to make sure that I'm giving that um, what word am I looking for? Yeah, that you take that into consideration Thank and that you. it's just as valuable than like a monetary return. Yes, I need to consider that. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> and then I want to know if I, they glorified God at all and how did they glorify God? Because again, this is something that I was like, yeah, I worked so hard. I did this. I achieved this. And I wasn't giving any of the glory to God. And I can't claim any of my success without him. And it's really funny because sometimes the goals that I didn't complete like recently the ones that I didn't achieve I actually really loved working on a lot so I feel like I need to consider that too because our happiness is important we only get this one life you know to make sure that we are living a well-rounded life and not just only focusing on success and success is totally evolved for me the past couple of years. I no longer measure it by how much money I made or if I hit a bestsellers list or any other list or whatever, how many houses I sold, which used to be like a big goal for me. Now it's all about what really brings me and my family joy. And of course, yes, I need to make money. I need to be able to live. But I know that the God, God is going to provide for me as long as I am being obedient to him. And then after my review is done with my goals this year, this is all I plan on doing. I'm going to review my main goals. I'm going to write all those down. And then I want to figure out what should be my main goals next year. And some of the ways I do this 
has been the same for years is I always start with like brain dumping because I just feel like I end up with like 30 goals and I'm like, okay, we need to like narrow this down a little bit. So let's do some brain dumping. And once I nail down three main goals for my business life, I then break those down quarterly. And then I break those down into action steps because I love productivity and planning. I really want to make sure I have my action steps ahead of time. They do change. And I always look at them at the beginning of every month, but I like to have some sort sort of pathway of like, how am I going to get there? Because if I wait until, you know, January, and then I sit down at January 1st or February 1st, say, I'm like, I, I don't even know half the time, half the time, my mind's so filled with so many other thoughts that I just always need to do this in the beginning of the year or, you know, the year prior. And then for my finances, we don't touch those until end of January because with our corporation and everything, we don't get all of our statements. So I kind of procrastinate on that and I'm not as good as Lindsay here. That waits till end of January. I don't like taxes. I don't like any of the finance part. And that's pretty much what my end of the year planning is going to be this year. I love that. And I think a key theme I'm, I've seen come through for both of us in this is just creating space for that reflection time. And I know that a lot of the women I work with are so ambitious and forward focused and it's so tempting for us to just like, okay, new year, new goals, let's plan. But taking that time to really reflect on the past year and like what you said, like what brought you joy, what glorified God, Um, you know, and for me, like looking through those eight different areas and I know I've felt what's the word I'm looking for? It hasn't been satisfying to look at my, like evaluating those eight areas of my life and say like, yeah, I'm killing it in these areas. And then in some of the areas, be grading myself at like a one or a two. (laughs) Like the recreation area is almost like laughable for me. I mean, not that my life isn't fun, but like I don't create like time for fun things. Like what I'm like, Every time I get to that point, I'm like, am I supposed to like join a club or something? Like, <laughs> what do I do with this box? I don't know. Like, It could uh, be the Ashland and Lindsay Club because I'm not that fun either. And I'm like, this year we need to make more plans for more camping trips. You know, you could take me off, you know, off-roading for an hour before we find our camping spot. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's probably more fun once you've done it once and you like aren't terrified. Like we can make it there. This is an actual event that happened over the summer for Lindsay yes. and I. If you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was a little, a little nerve wracking there for a bit. Um, so yeah, so I think just creating that space for reflection and recognizing what your priorities are, not just financially, but what is satisfying to you in your heart and in your soul and who are you trying to please with the life that you're living. Um, one of the exercises that one of my coach coaches would do with us sometimes is just kind of taking a moment to check in. How does something feel like when you think about that goal, how does it feel in your gut? And then how does it feel in your heart? And how does it feel, you know, like in your brain? Um, and I like I, that. Yeah. I can't like go, th- obviously go through the whole process right now, but separating that out for me has always been really helpful. Cause there are some things that I'm like, well, of course, like this rationally makes a lot of sense and this will make me so much revenue and da, 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 da. But if I ignore that, like feeling in my gut where I'm like, yeah, but this just doesn't feel like where I'm called to spend my time. Um, so I think it's good to check in with those areas. So absolutely. I love that. Like tangible, like head, heart, gut, because I've done many things where I'm like, that makes sense. We're going to go with it, but it never felt that great. Yeah. And it's hard to verbalize like what doesn't feel right about this because it looks very 
logical on paper, mm-hmm. but so for me, sometimes like even like physically touching my heart, like putting my hand on my chest, I'm like, how does it feel here? And I'm like, oh, that's where it doesn't feel right. Like I look at it on paper and it makes sense, but when I like actually touch my heart, um, so yeah. I'm using this from now on. <laughs> Um, Okay. Well, this was so fun to talk about year-end planning, and we hope that this was a helpful episode for you as well. We are so excited to have more episodes for you in the new year. So I guess if this is our last episode of 2021, then happy new year. I think it's our second to last. Second to last. Okay. Well, then make sure you turn in next week. (laughs) Tune in next week for our last episode of the year. (laughs) We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison. 